All right, let's bow our heads again. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for another time to come and preach your word. Pray, O oh Lord, that you bless the preaching of your word in our hearts, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, uh, I would like to thank Pastor McMurtry for inviting me. I still think it's an honor. I still believe I'm honored to be here. And I want to thank you all for having me. I want to thank you all for having me. I've truly enjoyed my time here. I've enjoyed the fellowship in, uh, just like the last time. I've enjoyed the food, too. That was really good. All the gifts. Um, I know you all know this, but you guys have something very good here. So I appreciate it and don't take it for granted. I just hope the next time I come here, it will be in a warmer season. So I'll be able to go out and um, see the uh, green cornfields, I guess. <laughs> just kidding. All right, let's get into the spiritual food for tonight. You're there in Job chapter 2, Job chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall, not we, re- and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. The title of my sermon this evening is Not Sinning with Your Lips. Not Sinning with Your Lips. The story of Job essentially started with the testing of his heart. God knew the heart of Job. Now the devil did not know the heart of Job. The devil does not know our heart. He cannot read our heart. It's only God that knows our heart and that can read our heart. But the devil, he has had several generations of man to understand the ways of the flesh. So knowing what we are exposed to and knowing how we react to what we are exposed to, the devil can almost accurately predict what is in the hearts of men. The devil did not know just how upright the heart of Job was, but he was willing to put it to the test. And he's still the same. He uses the same tactics. In his mind, it's a win-win. Job is going to suffer. Finally, the wall is going to be down. God is going to allow me to punish Job, or in, in lack of better words, or to make Job suffer, persecute him. So Job suffers anyway. And if possible, the devil is thinking, Job will fall and derail his friends. Remember, he was the most righteous man that was on earth at that time. But God wins ultimately, exposing the devices of the devil, the wiles of the devil, because he knew that this was going to be in the Bible. He used Job to teach us a lesson for our admonition. And it's a lesson of edification for several generations of believers and counted. So we're edified just reading this. And Job himself gains. He enjoys a better life. He has children again. He enjoys his life. Not every time worrying about his children. Going to make sacrifices to, for them to be sanctified. You know, how do you refine gold that is already refined? Refine it in a hotter furnace, right? Like the word of God, uh, uh, refined seven times. So uh, his friends also gained the fear of God. His friends gained knowledge because they were speaking out of tone. They had no knowledge and God rebuked them and God corrected them. So God won at the end and the devil just focused on trying to just make us suffer. He knew that he could not take Job to hell. He just wanted Job to suffer here on earth and derail Job. So this was uh, a test for Job to see if Job will curse God. That was the main test. Will Job curse God with his lips? Thereby, the devil is revealing to us, because as I said, he has studied man. He has studied the flesh. He's revealing to us, and we should learn from this, 
that the hardest area of the flesh to control is your lips, is your tongue. In James chapter 3, verse 2, the Bible says, James 3, 2, For in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Remember, Job was described as a perfect man. So, the devil was test- testing him, God allowing it, to see if Job will curse God with his mouth. But Job was perfect and he was upright. Of course, the devil knew who Job was. Job was the most righteous man, as I said, and the devil was powerless to touch him. But knowing the flesh, it would take time for Job to change his ways. Because Job, being righteous, he was doing the right things. You don't just change. We can train our flesh to be in subjection to the Lord. It is possible. You know, we just think the flesh is haywire and it it cannot be in subjection to the Lord. For example, most of us have trained our flesh that, you know, church is non-negotiable. I think that's the word used here. Non-negotiable. We're going to church, we're going to church. It's not a question. The flesh doesn't even fight it anymore. <laughs> right? In my house, the flesh doesn't fight it. I, okay, we're going to church. It is what it is. No matter what it is, we just have to figure it out. So, we can train our flesh in, in the ways of God to be subject to the Lord. The Bible says the house of Stephanus, they were addicted to the ministry. It's an addiction. <laughs> so, that means the flesh wants, like, the flesh just, they cannot do without the ministry. So, that is how, they tr- how much they train their flesh. And an addiction does not change easily. The devil knows the flesh. But a slip of the tongue, right? Just to curse God, that is fair game. That is what the devil was after. Not about Job losing his salvation. Not about Job changing his ways and start committing sin or getting into fornication or adultery. That was not the test. The test was, would Job curse God with his lips? So Job shows us that serving God is not about just what God gives us. It's not about, you know, God protecting us. God is not a mafia boss that we're serving him so that we have protection. Because whether we are protected or whether we are not protected, we should still be serving God. And there are people like that that do that. So don't just say, oh, he's going to church because he's a pastor's kid. He's going to church because... No, we're going to church because we love God. And that's what it should be. And that is the kind of heart that we should have. How do we sin with our lips? By speaking lies. As simple as that. By speaking lies. It is the very opposite of truth. Lies are of the devil. The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 44. John 8 44. Ye are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Open to Proverbs 26. Proverbs 26 verse 28. So the devil speaks lies. That is his duty. That is his work. And he uses that to accomplish his mission. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Just straight up lying. That is uh, sinning with your lips. Telling, it's, it's very simple. It's like, oh, just don't lie. But it's not as simple as it is. The Bible warns us in Proverbs twenty six twenty eight, A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it. And a flattering mouth walketh ruin. So, when you lie, it's showing your heart that you hate the person that you are talking to. That's what the Bible says. So, it means you're hating your brother. That reminds me of First John 4, 20. How would you say you love God and you don't love your brother that you see? So, when you're lying to him or you're lying to your brethren, it shows that you do not love God. 
Because lies are of the devil. It's the opposite of truth. You're not of God. That's not the spirit of God. So a lying tongue is one of the seven abominations in Proverbs chapter 6. Right? So a lying tongue, that's what the Bible says, is an abomination in the eyes of God. So it's not a small deal. Also, false witnesses, they speak lies. Open to Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19 verse 5. Being a false witness is another version of just speaking lies. In Proverbs, as you open there, Proverbs 19, I'll read you Proverbs 14, verse 5. Proverbs 14, 5. The Bible says, A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. You're there in 19, verse 5. It says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. In the same chapter, verse 9, it says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. I mean, you see this, the wise man is saying this about lies. And lies, he repeats himself. We're going to go through a lot of Proverbs, uh, a lot of uh, verses in Proverbs. And uh, you see that God is just repeating about lying tongue, lying tongue, not sinning with your lips. Railing is another one. That is false accusation. Railing is sinning with your lips. We should not be, uh, have company with a railer, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. So, and this is a sin just committed with the lips. Right? And God is saying, don't keep company with him. And it's a sin with God. So it's not a small deal. Look at Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, verse 2. Another one is idle words. Idle words. Words that just come out of your mouth. You, know, you don't know what to say. So you know, <laughs> you're just talking. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 2. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. So how would the heart discover itself? You start speaking. Oh, I'm just thinking out loud. I just wanted to find out what was in my heart. You know? It's just idle words. Right? We know that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. And the heart wants to discover itself and you're just talking. What do you think is going to come out? Right? Idle words are insincere. They are foolish and or exaggerated. They're just an exaggeration. Because you, know, you don't know what to say. You're just, just talking. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29... Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So what comes out of your mouth, what your lips says, what your tongue says, you should be careful with it. It should be good for the use of edification. Jesus said, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Open to Psalm chapter 12. Psalm chapter 12. The falling away, the Bible talks about the falling away before the Antichrist will be revealed. There will be a falling away and all of that. The falling away is shown with the sinning of the lips. Sinning with your lips is shown in this world by the falling away. Or the fall, yeah, that, it, that is how it's, uh, it starts. That's how you see it. It's a sign that the end is near. Ungodliness is evident with our communication. And that's why we should watch what comes out of our mouth. Look at Psalm chapter 12. Let's break that down a little bit. Psalm chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, Help, Lord, for the godly man sees it. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. That sounds like a falling away to me. So why? Why is this? Why is this happening? Look at verse 2. They speak vanity, everyone, with his neighbor. So he's sinning with his lips. The godly man sees it. 
The faithful fail from among the children of men. Where are the godly people? Oh, there's a falling away happening. Why? They're speaking vanity. Everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that profit at him. So that is why God will arise. The end will come. So when our conversations, right, our way of life, I mean, when our conversations are about vanity, it's about mammon, it's about entertainment, you know, it's full of flattery, that's lies to gain favor or to cause harm, it's full of, it's, it's double heart. I mean, saying one thing and meaning something else. So when your conversation is about vanity, your way of life is about vanity, then sinning with the lips is inevitable. That's what the Bible is showing here. Look at Isaiah chapter 6. We should speak to ourselves in songs, in hymns, spiritual songs. That is godly edification. Good and for edification. We hear a lot of proud things these days. Like the Antichrist saying proud things. A little horn that said proud things according to Daniel. So, they said, oh, free speech, we have free speech. You know, we can say anything we want to say. Talk about God, talk about anything. Those are proud things coming out of the mouth of, a, of, of people that are falling away. Free speech is not a license to blaspheme the Lord. No, I have free speech so I can say anything. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. Isaiah chapter 6, look at verse 1. The Bible says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw, the, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. And with twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me! For I am undone. Why? Because I am a man of unclean lips. That was the first thing Isaiah saw about himself. I'm a man of unclean lips. My lips are unclean. I'm sinning with my lips. And I dwell in the, in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from the from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. So the cleansing of his lips signified the purging of sins. That just shows you what, what it means to have uh, uh, to sin with your lips. It shows it revealing your heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if you can control your lips, control your tongue, it shows that you're a, you're a perfect man, basically. Then Isaiah used the same lips to, for the Lord. Said, then said I, send me, because God touched his lips. So he was sent to the same people of what? Unclean lips. <laughs> so to avoid sinning with your lips, use your lips for the glory of God. Use your lips for God. Keep them occupied. Because <laughs> it's like they're going to talk no matter what. So just keep them occupied. Hebrews 13 verse 15. 
Hebrews 13, 15, I read, the Bible says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. What does that mean? That is, the Bible reads, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Continually give thanks. Think about the things that God has done. Just continue giving the sacrifice of praise. And praise is not just giving thanks. It's the way you live your life, the things you say about God, the great things he has done, including soul winning. Proverbs 20 verse 15, the Bible says, There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. That means more precious than gold. It's, it's rare. You know, you don't find it easily. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 7, Proverbs 15, 7, The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. So the lips of the wise disperse knowledge. Use your lips for the Lord. Praising God, talking about God, helping people, dispersing knowledge. God wants us to use those lips. He touched the lips of Isaiah and he's sending him back to the people of unclean lips. To avoid sinning with your lips, speak gently. Speak gently. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 18. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. But the tongue of the wise is health. Just how you speak, how you say the things you say. You know, is there care? Is there empathy? Right? Do you have a righteous goal? Are you just saying it for yourself? What, what are you looking for what, when you say the things you say? It should be for edification. Proverbs 15 verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. But, the grie- but grievous words stir up anger. So a soft answer. You, you don't, your goal is that you don't want wrath. Right? Because the wrath of man walketh not the righteousness of God. See, just with your lips, you can change many things. You can make things better. You can, you can cause peace. Be a peacemaker. Because you, you don't want to stay up right. Talk less. Talk less. Right? Proverbs 10.8. Open to Proverbs 10.8. As you open there, I'll read you James 1.15. Proverbs 10.8. I'm going to be in Proverbs for a while, so just open there. James 1.19, I should say. James 1.19. The Bible says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. See? So, talk less. Proverbs 10, 8, if you're there, the Bible says, The wise in heart will receive commandment, but the prating fool shall fall. So, a wise in heart, even if you know what your boss is telling you to do, you know what your parents are telling you to do, just, just receive commandment. Oh, yeah? Okay, do this, do that. Okay, okay. Even if you know it. Don't be like, oh, oh yeah, I know, I, I did that yesterday already. I, you just, blah, 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 pratting for. You will fall. That boss is not going to like you. <laughs> you know? And, I, and you find out that you don't even know it. He was going to tell you maybe one thing new out of all the things. So a pratting fool will fall. Talk less. Just listen. Proverbs, you're there in Proverbs. Look at 20, verse two, uh, chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 23. A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. Conceal knowledge, because there's a time for everything. In Proverbs 13, 3, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. So there should be a balance with these verses. It's not saying just keep quiet, don't say anything, conceal all knowledge. Remember, the wise disperse knowledge with his lips. So there should be a balance with Proverbs. So the focus I'm talking about here is to talk less. There's a time to talk and there's a time not to talk. So to avoid sinning with your lips, speak truth. 
Speak truth. You're there still in Proverbs. Look at chapter 12, verse 17. Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaketh truth sheweth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Verse 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. So God wants us to speak truth. What you know that is true. Right? Speak that. Because then your lips will be established forever. That means God will keep using you. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25, wherefore, Ephesians 4 25, Bible says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. That is very important. Open to Colossians chapter 3 verse 9. So, put, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, it, it means do everything right so that you do not have to lie. It does not mean avoid fellowship so you don't lie. Because people say, you know what, I don't want to lie, so I'm just not going to show up. Right? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to tell the truth, so I would avoid this and avoid that. That's not what God is saying. No, walk to make sure you're living the right life. Make sure you're doing the right things so that there'll be nothing to lie about. That's what God means. But people just avoid fellowship. That means they're misunderstanding what the Bible is saying. Colossians chapter 3, look at verse 9. Colossians 3 verse 9. The Bible says, lie not one to another. It's a big deal. Everywhere in the Bible you're saying, lie not, lie not. Oh, it's supposed to be a simple saying. It's just what everyone does. Sometimes we lie. No. God is not winking at it. You know, God wants us not to lie. And that depends on how we live our lives. You know, if, you're, if you don't come in, do anything, you don't break the law, and the police shows up, you're not afraid. <laughs> right? Although you shouldn't be talking to the cops unless you call them. Uh, I digress. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So, like Jesus. You know, we have the Spirit of God. We put on a new man. We've been regenerated. So we should not lie one to another. In Leviticus 19.11, it's the same thing. In the, in the Lord, in the New Testament, Old Testament, it's the same thing. Ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. It's not something that happened because we are now saved. Or, something, sorry, something that happened because now we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. From the laws of Moses, they were not to lie to each other. Sinning with your lips. Simple as that. Remember Ananias and Sapphira. Their lie got them killed. Oh, but the lie doesn't really hurt anyone though. It doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> That's what they'll think. But it does hurt. It does hurt because you're deceiving people and you're, you're lying one to another and you end up who? lying to the Holy Ghost. You're lying to the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 15 verse 4. Proverbs 15 verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. A wholesome tongue. A tongue that is speaking truth. Not lies. Not perverseness, as the Bible says. It's not crooked. Proverbs 23, verse, sorry, 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. So you control your mouth, you keep your mouth, you would have peace one with another. So, Understand this. You are the words that come out of your mouth. You are the words that come out of your mouth. They reveal your heart, the real you, because God looks at the heart, right? So what is coming out of your mouth, that is who you are. God is his word. 
Open to Psalm 138. Psalm 138 verse 2. John 1.1. 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God is His Word. So it follows that His Word is above His name, because that is who He is. Right? So the Bible says in Psalm 138 verse 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. So, because you are the words that come out of your mouth. So, what is coming out of your mouth is the question. Are you a man of integrity or a hypocrite and a liar? Right? You say something and you do something else. Yes, we've all lied. I know the Bible says in Numbers 23 verse 19... Yeah, we have the flesh. So, Numbers 23 19, the Bible says, God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So, he said, we're all liars. So, no, no, no. David said in his haste, all men are liars. So, you are the words that come out of your mouth. So, you should strive to walk in the spirit. Our children will remember us for the things that we said. Will our deeds match our words? Because the parents are saying something, but the children are seeing something else. That, that tells them something is wrong with the parents. <laughs> because you're, you're not a person of integrity, but a hypocrite and a liar. And that's all they'll see. So, some children do not know their parents because their parents don't say anything. <laughs> right? They're not saying anything. or they, they, they don't have a relationship with their parents. Some children know what their parents did, but they don't know who their parents truly are. Because... They, the parents don't say anything, as I said. So, they don't have words to go with the deeds. So, do your words and your deeds align, is the question. It's the difference between integrity and hypocrisy. Now, we are part of the body of Christ. And we all have our functions in the body. Open to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs 10, verse 18. How can a body function with lies? When communication breaks down, right... When communication is lost among the members in the body, when there is lying, if it is possible, in the body, the body suffers. Right? The body suffers. Even to, to the extent that some parts of the body might be cut off, literally. Like, if the brain loses communication with the hand, or the hand, the heart is not talking to the other parts of the body, there's the highway of the arteries and the veins. If there's something wrong with that, or the nervous system breaks down, the spinal cord from the nervous, main nervous system is not communicating with the hands. It's a serious problem. So now imagine if the, the, it's lying. The parts of the body, they're lying to each other. <laughs> the person is just completely messed up. The person will look like, I don't know, like really handicapped. Let's put it that way. <laughs> to put it mildly. So we cannot lie to each other and say we are one body and we want to function and have the same goal. And that's what God is trying to teach us. Proverbs chapter 10, look at verse 18. He that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander, is a fool. Because you're saying you're part of the body, you're trying to help the body, but you're lying, you're hiding hatred. Imagine the multitude of fools in this world, they say love is love, and they have no hate. Yeah, right. You know, they are hiding hatred with a lying, with lying lips. So they go on to slander the same believers that speak truth. And they say, oh, we have no hate. But obviously, you hate believers. Because the, the wicked man is an abomination to the righteous man and vice versa. So we are an abomination to the wicked ones. 
So uh, they, they slander believers and say we're anti-Semites, we're sexist, racist, all the names, just pick it. But, but they have no hate though. Love is love, right? They are hiding hatred with lying lips. You see, people of unclean lips. Verse 19, still there in Proverbs. In the multitude of words, they wanted not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Use fewer words. Try not to fall in love with the sound of your voice. You know, you just monopolize the conversation. You just keep talking. Now you don't care about what people are saying. It's just, I want to get my own point out there. <laughs> There's going to be lies there, right? So don't do that. If you have nothing good to say, nothing edifying to say, keep quiet. I know it's awkward silence, but just keep quiet. Don't, don't bring up idle words, you know? Even if you're not wise, you'll be looked at as wise. Just keep quiet. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. Choice silver is not everywhere like stones. It's choice. It's really precious silver. Reminds me of the Bible verse that a word fitly spoken is as apples of gold in pictures of silver. You know, I put that challenge out to my church. I need a frame that pictures that. It's just wonderful. Every time I read that verse, I'm like, just imagine that. A word fitly spoken, apple of gold in pictures of silver. I mean, they found a frame, but it was too expensive. So, um. <laughs> All right, verse 21. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. We're not called to be mute. I'm not saying, oh, pastor is saying we shouldn't talk. This pastor from Philadelphia, they don't talk in Philly? <laughs> no. I'm not saying we should just keep quiet, don't talk anymore. No, I- I'm-, I'm saying... Know what you're saying, what is coming out of your mouth. Because the lips of the righteous feed many. So, if you have righteous lips, then you should be feeding others. You should be dispersing knowledge, as the Bible says. The Bible says we are, we are called forth to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, we should show forth his praises. We need to talk. Praise God. Shout. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. So don't say, I'm just going to keep quiet. I'm just, I'm not going to talk. No, you should talk. You should feed others. Usually, when filled with the Holy Spirit, we are given utterance. We're given boldness. People filled with the Holy Spirit, they are bold, they speak. Open to Jeremiah chapter 1. As you open there, I'll read you Acts 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So if you do the Holy Spirit, you speak. It's not just, oh, just keep quiet. Don't say anything. You have to know when to talk, what to say, how to say it. And make sure it's edifying. When God called Jeremiah, he was commanded to use his lips also. Just like Isaiah. Touch his lips, put, it, put his word in his mouth. So God touched his lips. Look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Just as we have the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus told the disciples, and he's telling us too, you know, when you're brought before councils, you're brought before the Sanhedrin or, uh, you know, for judgment, don't be afraid. 
of or don't think and be nervous. I'm paraphrasing, by the way, of what we should say or what you're going to say, because I will give you the words at that very moment. So he has put his words in our mouth. We have the Holy Spirit. He has commanded us to read the Word of God. He will remind us and how to uh, carve out the Word of God for that uh, moment that we are in. The same was given to Jeremiah. He would say the right things. In verse 10, he says, See, I have this day set thee over, all, over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. This also is our calling in different aspects of our lives, according to the measure of your faith, obviously. So, will you speak or will you be confounded? Is the question. Will you speak? Will you allow God to use your lips or will you be com- confounded? Use your lips for God. Do not let your tongue defile your whole body and then destroy yourself. Talk about not sinning with your lips. Open to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 10. As you open there, I'll read you from Psalm. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 verse 12. The Bible says, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Peter repeats this for emphasis. You know, the Bible doesn't repeat many things. But when the Bible repeats something, not necessarily like Proverbs where it repeats it the right, uh, a few verses below. But when the Bible repeats something from the Old Testament to the New Testament, I mean, it, it's an emphasis, something that we should look at. I mean, Peter is like, okay, I know I'm getting revelations from the Word of God, but God is just taking this straight up from the Old Testament and putting it right in the New Testament, telling you, hey, it's the same thing word for word. That means take heed. That's what the Bible is saying. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days. That is exactly what Job wanted. His wife said, curse God and die. No, no, no. Love life, I want to see good days. Do you see that? He that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. So I'm not going to curse God. And his lips that they speak no guile. Uh, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. This is just a picture of the life of Job. And this is God's will for us too. And a warning for us. Open to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18 verse 20. Proverbs 18 verse 20. Proverbs 18 verse 20. The Bible says. Proverbs 18 verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So death and life, what you say, what you confess, even salvation. Right? You confess the Lord Jesus Christ. So once you conf- what you confess, death and life in the power of the mouth. What are you going to say? In social media, what you put out. I mean, yeah, that is still your lips talking, folks. In your job interview, what you say, <laughs> right? That determines, that will fill your belly, right? A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So God wants us to use our lips. But how you use your lips can determine death and life uh, for you. God takes sinning with the lips seriously. It's not a joke. You can see it in all the in Bible verses I've been reading, and it's not all of them. It's just a sample. It's not all of them. Don't sin with your lips, a lying lips, a lying lips. All liars shall have their uh, part in the lake which burned to fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I mean, God put that there in the Bible. Uh, Revelation 21, 27. 
And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. We're talking about the new heavens and the new earth. The new Jerusalem. Anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 22.15 For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Knowing that those, anything that maketh a lie is not going to be part of the new heaven and the new earth. doesn't mean we should live in there and, and abuse the grace that we have. And just, we'll just keep making a lie because oh, it's, it's under the blood. Right? No. So God takes it seriously. You might ask, how did Job not sin with his lips? Read through, or just continue reading chapter 3. Job sat down for seven days quiet. He just kept quiet. Seven days silence. You know, something like that happens. Do we just keep quiet? Or you just want to talk? You just, you, you just want to discover what is in your heart. You just want to, yeah, yeah, so what's going on here? Job was quiet for seven days. Just with his friends. Just sitting down there. So the devil was trying to get Job to blaspheme God. To profane the, the name of the Lord. Just curse God. Like speak evil of God. Abuse God. Or speak reverently toward God. But Job never did that. He went on to speak ignorantly. But he never blasphemed God. He even cursed the day he was born, but he did not curse God. Look at, let's, let me open to Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Uh, actually, let's go back. Job chapter 40. Let's look at Job chapter 40 first. Because after God answered him from the whirlwind, uh, uh, God uh, showed Job that he was speaking ignorantly. But Job did not sin with his lips. And curse God with his lips. The Bible says in Job chapter 40, verse, let's start from verse 1. And moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contended with the Almighty instruct him? He that reproved God, uh, he that reproved God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay mine hand upon my mouth. Once have I spoken, but I will not answer, yet twice, but I will proceed no further. Then answered the, Lord unto, uh, answered the Lord unto Job out of the whirlwind, and said, God of, thy loins, uh, uh, God of thy loins, now like a man, I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. So God wanted an answer from Job. Now look at Job 42, Job 42, verse 1 again, the Bible says, Then Job answered the Lord, and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not. Things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so, that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said unto Eliaphas, the Temanite, Thy My wrath is kindled against thee, and against thy two friends. For ye have not spoken of me the things that is right, as my servant to Job Ha! Do you see that? So, 
Job did not sin. He was saying the right things. He was saying it ignorantly. He did not know where all these things came from, but he was just suffering and he knew he was right. Look at Job 27. Job 27. So what were some of the things that, the right things that Job said? That God said Job was saying the right things. But the friends weren't. So what were those, one of those right things? Let me give you a sample here in Job 27 verse 1. Job 27 verse 1. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, As God liveth, who are taking away my judgment. Uh, God not take away his judgment, <laughs> right? Because he, he still has judgment. He still knows what is right and what is wrong. But it looks as if it's crazy. I mean, what is going on? I did everything right. So God has taken away my judgment. And the Almighty who had vexed my soul, verse 3, all the while my breath is in me and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. As long as I'm alive, right? As long as God is still keeping me and he hasn't taken his, my breath from me, verse 4, my lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. So everything I'm going to say is not going to be against the laws of God. Although I don't have judgment. Although it's like, I don't understand what is going on. But he was talking ignorantly. But he said, my lips will not speak wickedness. I'm not going to speak against the things of God. And I'm not going to utter deceit. I'm not going to try to deceive myself or deceive anybody. Verse 5. God forbid that I should justify you. He's talking to his friends. Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. The way I was following, what I said I would do before, what I was doing before, and what I said was right before, that is what I'm going to continue to do, come what may. Till I die, I will keep my integrity. I will not let my integrity go from me. So Job was determined to keep that integrity. Job also did not curse the ways of God. Because that's him that's cursing God. His word is him. So if you say, oh, you know, you know this is going to church every time. You know, it's, it's not really what we should be doing. Okay, you're cursing the ways of God. So you're smarter, right? So Job, Job not say, you know, maybe I've, I've been sacrificing too much. Or I shouldn't be wasting my time. Do you know? No, he never cursed the ways of God. He said, what I've been doing before. Everything I was doing, I'm going to continue doing it. I'll die doing it. <laughs> that's what Job, Job said. Verse, Hebrews chapter 12, I'll just read it. Hebrews 12 verse 4, the Bible says, Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Job did. The Bible says he used potshed to scrape his skin. He wasn't scratching an itch. He was removing the boils, the, 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 the sores on his skin. What do you think comes out? Blood. This guy was suffering and he was striving against sin. And he kept on, he held on, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of his faith. So, is the devil's assessment of you correct? Look at Job chapter 13. Job 13 verse 15. So, the devil is like, oh, you know what? Once we take out his job or we just give him a sickness, that's it. He'll be, he'll be done. He'll be cursing you, God. He'll curse your ways. He'll curse the church. He'll curse everything. You know? Is, it, is that correct of you? As long as we have flesh, the devil is willing to put us to the test. He knew Job was perfect. But he's like, oh yeah, I'm, go I'm going to test him. <laughs> I'm gonna he's ready. He wants us to suffer. But are you going to give in? So we should have the mindset of Job in such situations. In Job chapter 13, look at verse 15. Job said, though he slay me. And slaying me there is not a punishment for sin. It's not that, oh yeah, you know, we're not, we're not perfect, so God is just punishing me. No, it's not like Achan. You know, Achan, he doesn't have anything to say. He should just still glorify the Lord, right? Because he's saved. Oh, I believe he was. So, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. 
I'm not going to change. I'm going to continue to do what I said I would do, what, what I believed in the beginning. I don't care what situations come about. They said fire came from heaven. Oh, so it was God doing it. So be it. Though he slay me, yet, uh, I will tr- uh, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation, for an hypocrite shall not come before him. So Job knows what he was fighting against. Job like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to maintain my integrity. I want to keep my ways. That's what Job, Because a hypocrite would not stand or come before him. So will you be a hypocrite? We should be ready to receive evil at the hand of God too. Be ready for that. Don't, think, don't be serving God like a mafia boss. Oh, God is going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my children. Oh, that's why I'm doing all this. So what if that protection goes? What if he lifts the wall? Right? Then what are you going to do? Curse God? So then that's you being a hypocrite and you're not going to come before the Lord. In Job chapter 1 verse 20, Job 1 20, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. So no matter what you receive from the Lord, as the psalmist said, we should ask God and we should pray. Just as the psalmist did in Psalm 141 verse 3, the psalmist said, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips. Let that be our prayer. Let's, open our, uh, let's bow down and let's pray. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Father, I thank you, O Lord, for your word. Thank you for teaching us about not sinning with our lips. I pray, O Lord, that you give us that heart of integrity. Help us not to be hypocrites, O Lord. Help us to follow you, come what may, even if you slay us. Help us to have that mindset, O Lord, that Job had. Let us guard our lips and guard our hearts and keep our ways before you, O Lord. Maintain our ways. I thank you, O Lord, for this church. Thank you for all the families in this church. Thank you for such a wonderful time, wonderful weekend we've had. I pray, O Lord, you continue to bless everyone. Continue to keep us, preserve us. Uh, People are sick. pray, Lord, that you heal them. Uh, Bring us back together to fellowship together as a church, O Lord. And people are going through different problems. Uh, Answer them and meet them at the point of our need. Their needs, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for the pastor, Pastor McMurtry. Uh, he's in Israel. I pray, Lord, that you equip him to accomplish the will that you've set forth for him. All his endeavors and desires, let him be successful in it. And bring him back safely, O oh Lord. And myself, as I travel, uh, take, bring me back safely to my family, to the church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.